And now for something completely different. Welcome to the Venue Solutions Podcast, where we talk about everything data center, information technology, cybersecurity, and more. I'm William, Venue's data center sales engineer and one of your hosts. Hi, I'm Eric Malatesta, Venue Data Center Infrastructure Manager and also one of your hosts. And I'm Michael Faisley, Venue's Network Infrastructure Manager and Cybersecurity Specialist. And I'm also one of your hosts. This is podcast number 78 for December 6, 2021. In this podcast, Michael, Eric, and myself take a break from data center discussion and discuss tech gift items for this year's holiday season. All this and more on the next Venue Podcast. Hey guys, we're back for another venue podcast. I'm here hey, with Will. I'm here with Hey Faisley. I'm here with uh, Michael Faisley and Eric Melatesta. Hey guys. Today is uh, December sixth, twenty twenty one, and we've got a special. Well, I think all of our podcasts are special, but we have a special podcast today for you for uh, the holiday season. Uh, we're going to talk about holiday twenty twenty one buyer's gifts, you know, tech buyer's guide, right? What are you going to buy for your um, tech person in your life? And we're going to give you some ideas, suggestions, and we'll talk about maybe what we're getting or giving for uh, for, for this year, holiday gifts, holiday gifts for our significant others and so on. Before we get started, um, let's talk about some cyber news. Um, this Wednesday, I know this is a short notice, but this Wednesday, Fortinet is having a fresh air event in New Orleans for partners and customers where they'll highlight the different products that that company provides. Uh, if you would like to register or know more information, you can go to https colon slash slash events.fortinet.com slash fresh air. You can register and find out more. So guys, how are we doing? How are you guys doing today we're doing well very well doing well yeah i'm excited to to talk about some um you know holiday tech um i know that that there are some things that i am up to speed with but there are probably some things that you and eric know about that i may learn about on this podcast and hopefully our listeners will kind of get the the same benefit out of it yeah, and, and honestly, guys, this is the end, kind of the end of the year. We may or may not come out with another podcast before the end of the year. Usually in December, people are taking vacation. I know I'll be taking some time off. I think Eric and, and, and you, Michael, will be taking some time off. So we may get another one out before the end of the year, or we may just uh, start fresh in 2022. God, that sounds so weird, 2022. But um, we did want to have a fun podcast, kind of break away from some of the things that we normally talk about about like data center tech mm-hmm. and backup and recovery and data protection. So something a little different. Maybe use something- this as an excuse to not have to prepare for one of these. <laughs> exactly. Well, <laughs> wait a sec. Wait a second. I did prepare. I mean, we do have, you know, we're all looking at the show notes, you know, which I did put in some suggestions, but um, I think, you know, it, it yes, you're right, Eric. <laughs> this, this, you, you may have. I'll just say, yes, you're right. This is where I didn't have to go do any hard research. This is all stuff that, Either we all own or or want to own or think is useful to own or whatever. So Sure, yeah. So let's start let's start with and again, this is these are just suggestions about what maybe you could look for your if you if you're buying for yourself or a significant other or a friend or family, these are tech buying uh, gifts. They vary in price <laughs> anywhere from the very cheap to the very expensive. So you know, do your due diligence and look online before you actually go purchase these things. But let's talk about something that a lot of people are interested in 
and um, or at least maybe having New Year's resolutions for the next year is, is fitness and health, right? And there's a lot of technology that people is out there to help people get more fit or lose weight or gain weight. Um, they're trying to build muscle. Um, so one of the ones that, that are on this list here, you own, Eric, which is a Peloton. So does Michael. Oh, you guys both. So I'm the only one who doesn't own a Peloton. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so I bought one almost two years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, actually before the pandemic set in, I I bought one. And, uh, then during the pandemic, um, found myself in love with it, uh, because it was a great escape at lunchtime, allowed me to hop on the bike, burn some energy and wake my brain up basically, um, in 20, 30 or 45 minute increment type things. And, um, I I really fell in love with it. And then I, I think, I think my talking about it and coincidentally at the same time, Michael had been looking at a stationary bike in general. And I think that kind of pushed him over the, the threshold earlier this year he got once and and here's the cool thing about the peloton right so there's and and there's competitors of course to that so peloton is just a brand but the whole idea of the e-bike is interesting because you have kind of content on demand right so you can see any kind of training that you want to do you have uh somewhat like 30 instructors you can choose from you you can do weights you can do yoga you can do running you can do stretching you can can do all these things right right there on this little screen but check this out so michael becomes a member of, of of peloton and then now he and i can say hey let's meet at 10 30 and let's ride you know uh routine x and we both start the routine and we can see each other we can track each other's you know performance and how he's riding versus how i'm riding and, and it's just kind of fun it's like having an actual partner riding with you or jogging with you or stretching with you like you'd have it at the gym so this mm-hmm. this interaction of course requires the internet but all that interaction makes the the idea of the mm-hmm. fitness piece of this much more interesting people yeah. so you can see and you can see michael's face as you, you can we don't we typically do that we, I yeah. mean, we just kind of watch each other's stats yeah um but yeah. we can actually do it or we launch it and i can talk to them through through a, a screen as well so you mentioned yeah. you mentioned you can do yoga i mean how you do yoga on a bike so well you don't the, have to do it on the bike yeah you don't oh, have okay. to do it on a bike um for anybody that's seen a peloton before it it's it's basically a bike with a very large screen on it. And there's a kind of uh, next gen, I forget what it's called, but the there's a um, second version of the bike where the screen can actually pivot. Oh, so okay. It's not, okay. So you can ride your bike ride and then pivot the screen to the side to say an open area next to your bike. And you can do yoga uh, classes, you can do cardio, you can do weight classes. It's it's actually really impressive what they've done <clears throat> branching out from something that was originally just a um, you know an, an e-bike, like Eric said. Gotcha. Um, and and now they're branching out actually into classes in other languages. Oh right? wow! So I'm I've been learning German for the past few months. <laughs> There's there are actually German instructors now where the, the entire course is given in German. I think that they have some in Spanish as well, but it's, it's really cool to see. I actually purchased the bike for my wife last, um, uh, last year for the holidays. And, um, 
even in this short time of, of 12 months, it's it's really evolved quite a bit. So that's 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 been pretty cool. Huh. Yeah, I think, you know, I think in, in, in e-exercises, that is kind of a new, th- a new thing that's gained a lot of support. You know, you, and, and, and Will's talked about it. There's other ways you can do things. You can do things with weightlifting if you want to bulk mm-hmm. up. And, and there's the tonal, right? The tonal's yeah. out there. And all of these things are designed really for – you know, they're 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 looking to get the people that would have gone to a gym but don't want to have a membership. Right? Well, that's just the thing. I literally, my wife and I, we we canceled our gym membership because we looked. You know, we're kind of reviewing our our monthly bills and what we're spending and stuff. It's like we haven't been to the gym. We're spending like seventy, eighty dollars a month on the gym, and like, when's the last time we've been to the gym? You know, during during yeah. COVID. And I think like <clears throat> in the summer we went back because this was right before Delta hit and and whatever. It's like oh okay, we're, you know, we're vaccinated, we're good to go, let's go back to the gym. And, you know, with, with, with the new variant coming out, you know, Omicron, and it's like, well, oof, we don't know if it's more contagious or more, more virulent. So we're like, let's just cancel the gym for right now. And, and we're actually in the market. We're looking at, uh, obviously, Peloton, because we, we know people who have Peloton. I have a friend of mine who has a tonal and literally swears by it. Uh, a tonal is basically a, a mirror that you mount to your wall, and it's got contraptions for you to do weight training. So you can do, you know, it's got a bench <clears throat> that you can slide down or, or, or sit sit on. And you can do bench presses. You can do, um, you know, various um, arm and leg exercise as well as core <clears throat> exercises. And even go down into doing um, some some calisthenics and cardio. So it's amazing. And all this, all this stuff is internet connected, just like the Peloton. And you can look at like... Um, statistics you can look at your performance it's really interesting and i think there's also classes that you can join for tonal well i think that's that's you know that's one of the benefits of all this home gym type technologies that are coming out and it's just that you said the word statistics right so Mm -hmm. i actually look at that a lot so i can compare myself you know to what was i doing a year ago you know and and look every they talk about this a lot on peloton actually they talk about that you you you're you're cycle of training is not a linear line going up or going down it's, it's this curve that's going up and down like hills mm-hmm. right so you have different parts of the year that you're doing better than other parts of the year for lots of different reasons i mean and and so the old guy it's kind of like the stock market right the stock market goes up and down but in general you want to see continually going up right yeah. so that's the same mm-hmm. thing with the, with this training so these statistics are wonderful because even over the weekend, I got a message from Michael, right? He's like, hey, check this out. This is what I just did on one of my workouts. And I'm looking at him like, wow, that's pretty awesome. He did a really, he, had a, he must have had a great workout, right? Just because I know what the numbers are and what they mean to him as well as what they mean to me, having ridden against him and looked at him stats before, I know that he had a really good workout and it was something that he was proud of. And then you start so, feeling bad about yourself for not working out. Then you go into a deep do- a deep depression that Michael is so much better at physically fit than you are. He's also younger. And, and I say, well, then I say, seventeen years younger than me, I can beat that score. <laughs> well, it's God's speed, Like I, I, I remember, uh, you know, going going to lift weights with my dad when I was in, you know, high school, and and even when I got into college, going to like the rec center, and seeing the the guys there who were taking their fitness really seriously, and they would have a little notebook 
that after they would get done with a set, they would, you know, jot down some stuff and set it down and then they would do another set of something and they would jot down. It, it's basically all of that just, you know, automated. Yeah. Right? The, the one with, thing with, with tone on all this the and one, it's showing you that over time. The one thing I will say is these things are all great, you know, and we'll mention wearables, you know, so like the Apple watch, the Fitbit, we'll, we'll mention, I'll yep. talk about the aura ring, which I think I may be the only person who knows about this, but, but between, beside, you know, between us group up in the group, um, if you don't look at the stuff, you know, you can put in like, you know, track your, what you're eating. You can do all these things. If you don't actually manage what you're putting in, it's useless, you know? So unless then, you're, unless you're actually actively trying, mm-hmm. and I deal with this, you know, I'm trying to lose weight and, you know, we have all these apps. It used to be back in the day, oh, I'm, I ate four, three eggs for breakfast and him, you'd write it down in like a diary or something on with pencil yeah. and paper. And I will say it's gotten easier these days because now you have apps that do like you know my fitness pal or lose it they're on your phone it's all automated you you don't have to know how much calories you just put in what you ate it calculates all that stuff for you and no matter how long no matter how long you actually do this stuff if you don't look at it at least once a week you don't know if you're trending up or trending down you know it's one of these things that's it's great but no matter what it is if you're not actively monitoring it then you know, there's an old sure. saying: you you only monitor what you care about, or something like that, or you manage what you monitor. Or now, there's there's a <laughs> saying for that, right? But anyway, so talking about wearables, that's all. So the Peloton, the Tonal is 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 more of a, you know, that's an investment because those those devices are, are are a little bit on the pricey side, but they're also yeah. they could replace you having a home, you know, a gym. Uh, it could replace actually going to a gym outside your home. So. Those are two that we recommend. Uh, I don't personally own a tonal, but I'm looking at it um, to get maybe either before the end of the year or early next year. Where and you look, there's the competitor to that as well. It's called the Mirror, right? The Mirror is out there as well. Is that a, is right? that that's a separate? That's different from the tonal because the tonal is a mirror, but. Yeah, I think there's one called the mirror as well, right? So, so these are and and then they use you know like magnetic um, resistance, resistance to yeah. Cr- yeah. to create your your simulation of of lifting weights, and and so yeah, and, and it, Michael, that's a great point about the note taking and how you know these modern systems kind of give you all that built into it. Because actually, I used to remember this my when I was a jogger my 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 serious joggers they would write down you know 10k uh whatever their time was what time of the day they ran at and what was the temperature or and it was mm-hmm. it raining and yeah. i was like yeah all that stuff's not important you know it's just just running is more important but but to the runner that was important because then they could start saying well i got this race coming up and it's going to be 45 degrees and then they can start going through their nose and saying okay in 45 degree weather i run slow or fast or whatever and they can start planning their 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 race so this is really taking it to the next level you know i'm able to see the same thing i'm able to get onto the bike i get i'm able to pull up a 20 30 45 or 60 minute ride and say okay it's you know it's a pop ride and it's going to have these kind of challenges in it i expect myself to do a certain amount of output on this which is how they're, they're based it on the peloton sure yeah and so if i don't make that I'm, I'm I'm disappointed with myself, and then I have to start evaluating. What what why would why did I do badly today? Oh, I, you know I didn't. You know it turns out I didn't sleep last night. I I was up all night long, yep. off and on. You know whatever, and then that helps you kind of gauge. You know don't, 
don't let yourself get down, but this is a good positive thing to show you how you're, you're growing. But yeah. And it correlates your, like with these wearables that, that Will was referencing that can help correlate your heart rate with the workout. Right. So that's something that, you know, you were talking about the runners previously, they're recording their time and temperature and things like that. Well, you know, prior to the wearables, it was impossible to record your heart rate, heart rate throughout your workout. But now you can look historically and be like, well, you know, I did this exercise. Mm -hmm. I complete this many reps or I, or I biked, you know, this distance and this time, um, this, you know, when I first did it, my heart rate never got over, I don't know, one, 165. But this time I did it, I didn't get over 155, right? So you're, you can tell, you know, your, your cardiovascular system is getting more efficient and things like that. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, these devices, and I did look up, there is something actually called the mirror. Uh, I'll have yes. to look at this, Eric, and, and see how it differs from tonal. But, um, so yeah, these are all kind of home gym replacements. Obviously, there's wearables that are a little, you know, significantly cheaper. And I wouldn't say you need to have a Peloton. You need to have a tonal or mirror. Literally, I think with just having a wearable device that you can then put on and then go, you know, go, go for a jog, go for a walk, do some calisthenics. You don't need a lot of expensive hardware. You can literally do it in your home with you know with nothing really you don't even need a wearable although the wearables kind of give you more information about you know your heart rate you know and and biometrics so obviously i i love apple stuff i don't know if i've ever said that on a podcast but you know i think eric actually (laughs) said william i challenge you to not mention apple products and i failed um but you know things like the (laughs) apple watch the fitbit um these are all things that track your your steps, your activity, and your um, heart rate, which is the thing you're mostly interested about. The new and honestly, if it, honestly, if you want to know the truth, so I, I use a um, I use a Garmin watch. Mm-hmm. It does the same kind of stuff, right? Um, but I also have it tied to my blood pressure uh, machine, right? Yeah. Which is which is uh, unfortunately, I'm at a point in my life where I I, I have to check it. <laughs> Oh, so, so what kind of blood pressure? So it'll machine? come. It'll come in Omicron, I think. Okay. Uh, 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 um, and it'll push the, the data to my phone and into my watch. And then when I go to the doctor, I can just say, here's my blood pressure readings for the last six months. Yeah. Yeah. I do the and same. And th- they're, they're able to say, oh yeah, you know, look, you're, you're high today, but maybe you're having white coat syndrome or something like that. You yeah. know, um, or maybe you had a hard, stressful morning at work or something like that. But overall it looks like you're, you're doing well. Um, or maybe they say, "Hey, you know, look, your blood pressure's on the high end. We'd like to to uh, to do something about that, right?" But but all that's because the watch and the wearable, and then the devices can all communicate with each other, and then the, and then they and then you tie those pieces to an app that you can show really quickly to your your health professionals. This this is very it's very convenient for for the system. Now, who would give you stress at work? No one like would be you know who's like asking for, "Hey, Eric, I need." Um, 900 gigs of RAM <laughs> tomorrow. Nobody would do that. <laughs> um, yeah, so definitely things like blood pressure. I have uh, one as well, Eric, and I use it. Um, I got to try to remind myself to actually check my blood pressure, although I checked it yesterday and it was actually doing pretty good. I use a Withings or Withings um, blood pressure cuff. I also have a scale that I step on and it, it logs my weight. I used to really be into weight loss. In fact, I've lost 
you know, many people know I've lost a considerable amount of weight over the years and put back on a little bit. I mean, I lost like 200 pounds, which was, um, that's, that's, that was a lot. I was a big old boy and, um, lost that 200, put a little bit back on. So I'm kind of getting back onto weight loss and monitoring all this stuff. The aura ring is a wearable. It's very interesting. Um, it does a lot of the same things that the Apple watch and Fitbit do in that it monitors your, your activity. you also would monitor your sleep, but the aura watch, the aura ring is nice because it actually looks like a ring, like a wedding band, but it also checks your temperature consistently, you know, throughout the day, it's checking your uh, body temperature. And I think that's actually really innovative because as we all know, we're, we live in pandemic pandemic, uh, we live in a pandemic right now, and um, knowing a little bit about your temperature is actually information that you could use and maybe see, hey, I might be getting sick. Um, maybe I don't feel bad, but maybe my temperature is up a few degrees or or, or maybe, you know, a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. This will alarm you that, hey, your body temperature is outside of its normal. So that's kind of innovative um, I'm kind of interested does the, in that. Does the aura ring also do your blood oxygen level? Uh, or is that I don't only you know. I don't Apple know. Watch. I know the Apple Watch does. Um, yeah, the new one does. Yeah, the new <laughs> one does. Um, I think it does do your O2 level, but I'd have to check. I know okay. it's got no, no a ton of sensors. I think it mainly does sleep analysis, 24-7 heart rate monitoring, and temperature. But it wouldn't surprise me that if it also did um, your O2 uh, levels. I would need to check. Um, okay. You know, don't go on a phasely. I don't have, I should have, I should have looked that up prior to the uh, podcast, but I nah, don't worry about it. Um, I definitely know it does temperature. And I think that's, that's a really, that's something that a lot of sensors, you know, your wearable sensors really don't have no. um, these days. Um, yeah. I don't think it does. I don't think it does. Oh no, it does. Oh, coming in 2022. So the new one that may be coming out next year does do blood oxygen. Cool. So maybe this okay. won't be this Christmas. Maybe this will be next Christmas that you'll do the ordering. So anyway, fitness tech, really good. Uh, next on the list, obviously uh, we're, we're now kind of delving into the geek area is home networking. I was going to bring up one more health thing. Go ahead. Um, so, so, a big part of health, and people know this, but sometimes sometimes they forget the obvious, which is you know good sleeping is is a big part of oh, yeah. you know a healthy healthy uh, life. And as you were mentioning, the wearables kind of help you decide tell t- t- determine when you're having good sleep and when you're not. Uh, something that actually we bought this year at, at home is called a chili pad. And this <laughs> pad is a, is designed to go on your bed, right? And the reason why we bought it is health benefit that it ended up giving us in the end was because that we live in Denver and we live in an area where that we don't actually have um, uh, centralized air, air conditioning. And yeah. so we wanted a way of cooling down a little bit more at nighttime. Yep. Um, but research has shown that when you sleep in colder environments, it's healthier for you. You have a better mm-hmm. sleep, you have a more sound sleep, you get more REM. So by cooling down the core body temperature, to you know much below what you would normally get so you're normally at 98.6 you can get down to like 95 96 while you're sleeping you have a better and more healthy uh, sleep so we have actually found by using this thing that we actually sleep way better so all those sleepless nights we used to have and by the way we run it even in the winter time um and and 
it helps to cool our body, our core body temperature down, which allows us to sleep more soundly. Yep. I've heard a lot about that. Great, great results with it. Yeah. The the whole thing about, um, you know, you know, whether it's taking cold showers or ice baths or things like this, the whole thing about, you know, that, that actually might be good for you where you do, you shock your body with a cold. I don't think this is necessarily what you do in sleep, but I actually have heard about, you know, sleeping in colder conditions is actually better for you. It lets you get more, you know, deep yeah. REM sleep. Although you could always put on REM while you're sleeping and that, never mind. No. Um, so, that you know. I just showed you how old Will is. <laughs> I got to go check my blood pressure. Um, so, okay. So enough about fitness. I think we've given, you know, a few good suggestions. So the Apple Watch, Fitbit, Aura Ring, check that out. Blood pressure, scales, all these are great things. And I actually have a lot of this tech and use it myself daily anyway um home network gear or home tech uh for things like you know maybe you know everyone these days is working from home maybe you need to refresh that router or your firewall or your wi-fi access point these are all things to um to consider uh you know we, we have some i use at home right now i use an asus router uh, and Wi-Fi access point works really good. I've had it for years. Um, it's actually getting a little old. Um, and you know, you can do things like put on different types of non, non vendor hard, um, not hardware, but firmware to extend its life a little bit, but I'll be in the market for a new, um, firewall gateway wireless access point soon. Some of the ones I'm looking at, um, are the ubiquity dream machine pro, which is a very nice, um, Small office, home, um, I guess you could use it in, in bigger offices as well. But it, I would say this is really geared for uh, home users because it's very easy to set up. You, you basically yeah. take it out of the box. You take your phone. Uh, it, it connects via Bluetooth to get the installation done. Really nice. Uh, and it does intrusion prevention, intrusion detection. It's quite, mm-hmm. you can make it, you can configure it very simple or you can really get down to like things like creating multiple VLANs for your home networks for maybe your IOT devices um, and so on. Uh, obviously, there, there's other ones out there. The Eero, which is a mesh um, mesh network access point gateway those are very popular those are really nice eero and then obviously uh fortinet has some really good products i think for for home users for smaller people who want to maybe uh bump up their intrusion detection intrusion prevention a little bit there's like the 30 e's i think um michael that would be good for home users yeah and i think those those are go ahead those are pretty cool because you can you can get the firewall by itself if you need but also they have some with the um uh wi-fi ears built onto the firewall and then some that also have 3g 4g uh, uh capability as well where you have you know a, a built-in um um wi-fi card or sorry sorry cell- cellular card mm. um so that those are pretty nice. Um, I think all of these, regardless of, you know, what a person ends up looking at, uh, they've, they've come a really long way, um, from, from where they used to be in, in past years. So so would you, Uh, would you say, would you say Michael that you need, it's a good idea that after your access point is say anywhere between three to five years old, it's probably time to start shopping for a new one. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, 
even you know, if, even if it's working, right? Even if it hadn't isn't broken, isn't it kind of like at that time where technology has changed enough where it's probably conducive to just go buy something new that gives you new features? Yeah, I would I would say that's that's pretty accurate because most of the times if you're buying other new technology, it sometimes you're, you're not going to be able to take advantage of, of you know the um, say new Wi-Fi card in it, right? Um, well, and I think you if, find I think you find things. So every, as we're as we're talking about this, everything that we were talking about is connected to the internet somehow, and so they're obviously connected wirelessly, right? So you don't have a wire, you don't have a wire running from your your Apple Watch to your internet, and you don't have a wire running from your refrigerator or your or your um, you know smart um, uh, washing machine and all those things that you can do these days, right? You don't have wires running for this. You have wireless. Well, the problem is the more wireless devices you put out there, the less able your prehistoric wireless system may be able to be. Because what what people don't realize is a lot of times, you know, hey, I have a, a slash AC wireless, but you know, I my 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 throughput's horrible, and it's because they have seventy five devices connected to it, and it's having to service all those devices, and not able to do that. Yeah, yes. there, there's not there's not going to be enough channels to service That's everything, right. and they they end up stomping on one another. So, yeah, and I mean now with with Wi Fi six um, becoming more of a reality and more things supporting that, it it would be best for um, you know people. I think Eric used the word dinosaur or prehistoric. Um, if if you have you know some access points at your house or some wireless system that's that's pretty dated, um, looking at something new is, is probably a good idea. Yeah. So things like you know, I mean, I think um, you know, IoT devices are always a good uh, holiday gift gift to give people, whether it's a um, like a virtual assistant, like the Google Assistant, uh, Google Home devices, the Apple uh, Home Pods, those are really popular. Even things like, um, you know, Wi-Fi connected thermostats that you can remove your old old thermostat that is, you know, no offense, dumb, and, and plug in a new smart thermostat that you can now remotely change the temperature in your house through your, your, through your, your smartphone or your, your laptop or even your voice now. Uh, those are very popular. Um, uh, the the iRobot Roomba, which has been around for years, has actually gotten really good these days. Where you can actually now program it through your 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 phone, and it's gotten more smart. And the Roomba is basically um internet connected um vacuum cleaner, right? It it you, you set it when you want your to clean your floors, and it goes through and yep. goes throughout your house and cleans your floors. Um, yeah, these devices have have been improving and improving through through time years, yeah. drastically, right? I mean, the Roomba I have, I'm on my second Roomba, and my Roomba that I have right now is probably, I'd say, five years old. It's still very capable of cleaning, mm-hmm. and it, and I still run it, but it's the old school. It just kind of bumps around, and and so I always my my. My all funny statement to anybody that tells me, do I like my Roomba? I said, yeah, I have to clean up my house before I use my Roomba because <laughs> I have to, it, it won't get everywhere. I use it to, to kind of pick up dust, basically. Yeah. So I'll, 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 I'll sweep up the corners and then I'll launch it, right? And then uh, it'll, it'll bump around and get, you know, 75% of the room pretty clean. But it's, the newer ones are all programmable. You can actually yeah. do a layout of your house 
and you can create zones and you create times and you can create patterns for it to go around furniture and underneath couches and all those things and there and it's and it's very successful at doing it it's very it's, it's very well designed uh, and there's there's competitors to the Roomba, so I mean go go out and research that but I mean the, these devices have come a long way just in the last 10 years, uh, and, and mm-hmm. as, as you were ma- mentioning in, in your uh, notes here, even the robot for, for the lawnmower, right? Same idea, right? Yeah. It'll you program your yard, have out, you know, and let it let it mow the lawn. Um, yeah, the one – so I was very – so iRobot did have – I think it was called the Terra. And it T T E R R A, not like terror, because that you know that does having a lawnmower, an automated lawnmower that cuts your grass could be a terror. But um, it's basically runs like a Roomba, right? It, it, you put it outside, you turn it on, you program where you want it to cut your grass, and you say, "I want my grass cut Monday, Wednesday, Friday." And it's not necessarily used to like bush hog or something, or like you know, like the Roomba you said, Eric. You kind of have to straighten your house up before you use it. These devices are kind of meant not to like do the heavy lifting, but kind of keep your house at a certain level. Like, hey, I, I don't want to have to worry about dust. So yeah. it kind of just it kind of helps you. It's not it's, it won't replace your vacuum cleaner or or maybe your primary it, lawnmower, but it'll kind of help, right? So you don't make yeah, sure. Yeah, instead of cutting your grass every week, maybe you cut it every two weeks. And the Roomba or the the one I'm looking at is called a Toady. And uh, it actually goes through and, you know, it says, okay, I'm going to cut your yard three days a week. And, you know, it doesn't weed eat or anything, but it kind of helps you so you're not working as hard to do these tasks. Well, I think, I think that's a great point, uh, augmenting and, and, and keeping things kind of, so to say, level. So that's actually one of the things that these technologies, especially when you start looking at like thermostats and stuff of that nature, that they do for you, right? So, so these things by by leveling so in the old days there were studies that were done you can go out and see very quickly that if you drive a car and you drive it yourself and then or you put it on cruise control you'll get better gas mileage on cruise control mm-hmm. right and why and everybody says no that's not true it's, it's absolutely true and the reason yeah. why that's true is because the car doesn't the cruise control doesn't allow the car to fluctuate so much and it's speed that is keeping you level, therefore giving you a better long-term uh, result of fuel mileage, right? Yeah. So it's the same thing when you start thinking about these these thermostats, right? So by controlling your thermostat and having that thing come on and be intelligent and say, well, at nighttime is, you know, it's already cool, so I don't have to run it as high and all those things. It, it can just do all that stuff for you, and it can actually lower your your bill and keep you more comfortable at the same time. Yep. So, so all these technology that move toward toward the vac, the vacuum cleaners and the uh, the lawnmowers, all they're trying to do is to level out and make things easier. Like you said, you might not use it as your primary lawnmower, but it's, it helps keep. You know, you don't have to worry about a Friday afternoon and all of a sudden you have friends coming over. You go look at your yard and see if it's clean, right? No, it's already yep. clean. Yep. Um, so yeah, these devices are really good. Also things like, um, you know, home storage. I know everyone, a lot of people are moving to the cloud for, for their, their pictures, their, 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 their documents and whatnot. But I always say it is nice to have storage at home that you can use for your, uh, home movies or pictures or, or, or personal storage. I, ter- I, I personally use a, uh, a device called a Synology. It's a little NAS. Um, I say little, it's like 10 terabytes and, um, that's where I have all of my, 
my photos, my my documents that I want to scan that I kind of want to keep off the internet. Uh, I have that stored on Synology. I also have um, it's a it's called a Plex. It's a media server, so I can go, I can copy all of my home movies or or photos or whatever to this device, and then go in my living room and then watch the movie, watch my home movies, watch my pictures that I took of the our last vacation. And um, that's really kind of cool. So I think those devices, those personal <laughs> personal storage clouds, uh, have been around for a while. Um, I mean, years actually, but they've now gotten very powerful um, and a lot of storage that you can put your put your data at home. That's pretty cool about the Plex. I, I didn't know about that. I'll probably talk to you offline about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Learn a little bit more about it. Yeah, no, I can actually show you. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can also act, act, create accounts for people. So maybe, you know, if 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 I want to say, hey, um, you know, Eric, Michael, if you want to look at my my music or some of my home videos or photos or something, I can invite you. And then from your phone or from your TV device, your smart TV device, your Apple, your Roku, or whatever you have, LG, TV, you can connect to my Plex server and watch media. So a lot of cool things you can do. And they're very simple to set up. Um, you know, it basically guides you through the setup. So it's, it doesn't, you don't need, you know, you don't need uh, the green computer science to set all this stuff up. It's very user-friendly. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's shift gears a little bit away from tech stuff for a second. Let's talk about food and drink, which we all love. Um, you know, some of your, your, your gifts that you may want to give yourself or a significant other or a friend or family is subscription services for mm-hmm. food type stuff. Yeah. Um, Tell you what, uh, we, we've, we've been subscribing for three years now to a company called Fish Fix. Fish Fix, right? And so what they do is actually two ladies out of um, mm-hmm. uh, Houston, I think. And they they source food directly from the boats. Oh wow! And then what the, what they do is they they get the food from the boats and then have it flash frozen immediately, so that they can ship it around the world or around the United States, basically. So then what you end up doing is you say, okay, I want to subscribe for a hundred dollar fish fix, you know, monthly or every six weeks, whatever it is you want to subscribe to it. How often, how often you want that much fish coming to you? And then what they do is they send you whatever they want. Right, that you don't get a lot of choice in this, mm-hmm. and so what you end up getting is so maybe this month you get you know four fishes, four pieces of salmon and two pieces of cod and some crab cakes or something like that, right? Um, and each piece is individually shrink wrapped and flash frozen, right? So you can pull out and just do one piece, you can pull out and do four pieces, and we have found this service to be fantastic because we find the quality of the fish to be very good. And we're able to, especially us here in Denver, we're able to get this food service, this fish food service to us and keep ourselves um, eating healthy fish type food uh, that we were afraid of losing when we moved here. Yeah. Um, and it's been very successful. And in fact, this, these ladies just were on um, – uh, uh, what is the movie, the show when they they bid to get the the people on their show? Shark, ta- Shark Tank. Shark Tank. Shark Tank. Yeah. Shark Tank. They were on Shark Tank, and they got bought out by one of them. Our part of their company got bought out, 
And so and, – and actually the, 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 all the sharks were saying these ladies are doing a fantastic job. They don't really even need the sharks, right? They are like the, – you guys are already doing such a good job. Most of them were like, you don't need us, but they ended up getting money because they wanted money to help with their – with shipping costs basically, mm-hmm. right? Okay. As you know, shipping costs has, go, has gone up. So, yeah. But anyway, that is a, a perfect example of, of a food – you know, thing you can do. If you remember in the old days, it was Omaha steaks. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Omaha steaks. Everybody thought, oh, that's just junk. It's coming across the, coming across the mail order system, you know. But I mean, it was real steak, you know. Yeah. Now they've just taken these type, these ideas, and they've exploded them. And, you know, with modern technology is able to, to quickly shrink wrap and quickly flash freeze uh, products so quickly. The, the technology is allowing for these kind of systems to grow. Yeah, and, and, and that's actually interesting, um, Eric. I've never heard of Fish Fix. It's F-I-S-H-F-I-X-E. And, um, yeah. I think it's two X's. I, it is, the website is F-I-S, so Fish Fix. It's with one X. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah, as seen on Shark Tank. Um, this is actually something. Michael, Michael, do you remember that one day you guys were teasing me because I ate lobster for lunch? Yeah. I had gotten it from Fish Fix. And, and, and long story long story short, I had thawed it out. My wife had an emergency, had to leave to go out of town. And so it was just sitting in my refrigerator for like two days starting to thaw out. And I was like, I got to do something with this. So I literally made me a lobster sandwich for lunch <laughs> one day. And they were all like, ooh, you're so bougie. Yes, yes, yes Michael. I'm going to, yes, Michael. I'm going to eat my lobster and caviar for, for yeah. lunch today. And then I'm going to get back to work. Um, yeah. No, that's actually cool, Eric. I'm going to have to look at that because my wife and I were talking about, you know, what are we going to do to make you know, cooking easier or more fun and, and, and more definitely more healthy. So I'll look at fish fix. That's interesting. Yeah, we, we also that. use a, we, uh, every so often we use a meat one and I can't remember the name of that one, but it's the same kind of idea. You know, you get yeah. your meat and, and it's, you do actually kind of pick the kind of pieces you want. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I either want, um, pork or I want chicken or I want beef. Um, and then from that, they kind of give you what they want, right? Uh, and that's how they, these companies make it affordable. They don't give you a lot of choices, but they give you just enough. You know, maybe you're not going to get six ribeye steaks. You're only going to get two ribeye steaks, and then maybe you're going to get five pounds of ground beef, and you're going to get something else, right? Who knows? Gotcha. A rump roast or something, right? So, but but they, they choose for you based on what they can get quickest yeah, and cheapest. That's very cool. I'm going to have to look at that. There's other services uh, that I've used. I don't, I'm not using right now, but another one that's really uh, – I know is very popular is Freshly. Kind of similar, although I think you get to pick the meals you want, but it basically comes, uh, the ingredients get shipped to your house, and then you still yes. have to cook, right? It, it, and it's actually kind of nice because if you're making, you know, spaghetti or something, uh, they send you the sauce, they send you the noodles, they send you the herbs and spices, and you still have to put it together. So you're still kind of cooking, mm-hmm. but all the ingredients are packaged and ready for you to go, so it just makes it easy. Yep. You're basically not having to to grocery plan and go to the grocery store to get your stuff. Everything's yep. there, and there's yep. a bunch. There's HelloFresh. There's Blue Apron. There's Home Chef. There, absolutely. There's tons. There, yeah. they they have their own little nuances that make them different. I would say for people that are thinking about going with those, the one thing to be mindful of is. You know, try to figure out how many times a week you want to do that, and also. You know, if you're the type of person who likes to have leftovers, 
make sure that you account for that um, when you, because with these things, you have to specify how many people, um, you know, are, are going to be eating the meal. So, you know, if it's you and, and your significant other, so it's just two people, maybe, maybe you order for a little bit more than two people or, or, or something like that if you want leftovers, but they are portioned to where, um, how many ever people you pick with a subscription, that's that's about what you get. There may be a little bit extra, but not too much. Yeah, so you can give yeah. a gift of like, you do this for a few months or something like that, or yeah. even like, um, you know, one a one-time trial. There's also, you know, interesting things for people who like uh, the little, have a little bit of the beverage, right? There's whiskey subscriptions. There's even one for craft beer um, that are all very popular. I don't have any one particular... Um, vendor to recommend but those are all those are very popular um those are very popular uh, uh you know if, if someone likes beverages adult beverages there's there's some really good ones online uh they even have home brewing kits so maybe you want to make your own beer at home i mean i was looking at a home brewing kit um now a couple of weeks ago and literally it connected to the internet and it could tell you um the status of your of your beer, how much it's been, how much it's been fermenting. I mean, it's really makes it fun, right? Cause you can actually look in real time. How is your beer? How's your beer doing? Um, shifting gear. Another thing I'm looking at, actually looking at for 2022, cause my wife and I are, you know, hanging out at home more is we're looking at buying a new barbecue pit. Um, and we were looking at like the big green eggs. Uh, I stumbled on something called, uh, and these are kind of, I guess, gaining popularity, a pellet grill, where sure. it's basically yeah. compressed pellets. And there's one that actually is like just really nice. It's made by a company called Traeger. And they actually have one that's Wi-Fi connected. Um, you know, you can actually have a temperature probe that you stick in your meat and it'll tell you, you can have on your phone, what's the temperature of your meat. Um, sure. So I bought, tells I you bought a, a lot. pellet grill. You, what, what's that? I bought a pellet grill this year myself. Oh, nice. Um, and, and I use it weekly. Um, and I have, I, I, I actually bought something a little bit different than the Traeger. You know, it's, there's tons of brands out there, by the way, um, just like anything. Um, Traeger is kind of the one that popularized the pellet grill, but they've been around already, but they're the one that popularized it. Um, but here's the thing. So pellet grilling is is really not grilling; it's smoking, yeah. right? So, so uh, you get you get these little pellets. They're compressed wood chips, and then they they burn at a really high temperature, and they smoke basically. And then that smoke basically is what cooks the food, just like in the old days, right? And so you run food through your your pellet smoker. Maybe you're going to do ribs but you're only going to run it at like 200 degrees 225 degrees max right mm -hmm. and you're gonna you're gonna let it run all day but you set it like you said you set the temperature on the uh, on your program that's on your phone and then it <laughs> keeps the temperature within a few degrees of that temperature right so all day long there's not walking back and tending to the flame and all that kind or of jazz, opening right? the lid and then setting opening you back lid, every yeah. five minutes ever you do yeah. it and, and, and um so i've done all kinds of things in my pellet grill and i'm i'm finding lots of success i have messed up some things because you know you yeah, follow you a recipe and, and and sometimes the recipes don't really work because maybe i didn't get the right size of a meat or something like that but yeah i have found that um 
has really upped my game with cooking and I really enjoy it. I really enjoy the food that comes off of it, you know, and, and, and look, here's the thing people forget pellet grills and smoking is not just for meat. I do yeah. tons and tons of vegetables, yep. tons, yep. man. There's almost fish. nothing fish too. Yeah. Now absolutely. I know that the pellet grills actually, so the one I was looking at, uh, it actually gets hot. Like it'll get up to like five or 600 sure, degrees. It so it'll, it'll burn some food. <laughs> the the reason why I was looking at pellet grills and I kind of stumbled on pellet grills because my wife said, okay, let's, let's buy, um, you know, let's get a new, well, let's get a, cause I haven't bought, I haven't had a grill since I moved here into this house. She's like, let's get a, 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 a nice grill. And I've always liked a big green egg. And I started looking at that and I was like, you know, I got to get briquettes. And then, you know, you don't, you know, if you're really going to be, you know, you know, high, you know, high tech or not high tech, but if you really want to do it right, you don't just go get charcoal briquettes. You get like, you know, coal, you know, or, or the, the different type. Well, I forgot what it's called, but basically it's like a really high end, um, yeah. high end briquettes, right? Coal briquettes. And then I was like, man, the one thing I didn't like about, doing that is cleaning that mess up after i finish grilling it's like oh, i don't want to deal with digging around and sure. you know cleaning coal or out or spent briquettes and then i stumbled on wood pellets because that actually the one i was looking at you can actually automatically feed the pellets in and then when it's done there's a little bucket that everything scoops out into and you literally just empty the bucket and you're done so kind of easy cleanup yeah, so um, I've been so I, even with me, you know, I, I've been cleaning my pellet grill once a, once a month, and you know, having to dump out the extra ashes and stuff of that nature, clean off all the extra grease that gets on mm -hmm. there. But it's been it's been a great experience. What, you know, what really kind has. do you what kind do you have? You have a, is it a Traeger or something else? I have a Yoder. Y Yoder. Yoder. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna put these so, these in the show notes so people <laughs> if they want. I went for I went for the Cadillac, but that's oh. neither here nor there. It's just how I am. I'm, I'm that's but that's fine. Um, no, that's okay. I mean that's cool. Um, so we're pushing we'll almost along here. Yeah, we're, we're pushing almost an hour. So what I'm going to say is we're going to do a lightning round on the on the next bit, so we can at least get finished with it, right? And if if we have listeners that are still listening, great. If not, well, you're not going to get good Christmas gifts um, <laughs> or holiday seasons gifts, right? So uh, gaming. Uh, obviously the Xbox Series X, PlayStation 5, Nintendo Switch. If you're into gaming, these are really cool. I think the Xboxes, I think all these technologies are getting now more available. Uh, I think when the Xbox first came out, it was really hard to get. Um, I think nowadays it's gotten a little bit easier. So those are always good stocking stuffers for... Yeah. for, for I can't for comment games. on the Xbox Series X or the PlayStation 5, but we have a Nintendo Switch. Mm -hmm. uh, I, have, I have young children, and both of them absolutely love them. Um, two, two children, uh, eight and six, and, and they really uh, love the games for, for the Nintendo Switch. The, the Nintendo Series... Um, the games tend towards a younger demographic, so yeah, yeah. Um, certainly better for, for young children than, than a PlayStation or Xbox. So do you play video games, Michael? I do, yes. Okay. Now, are you Xbox or PlayStation? Uh, for most games that I play, uh, <sighs> <laughs> most games that I play come out for both PlayStation and Xbox, so I, I don't know that there's there's a big yeah, right there. I, I do have a PlayStation Four. Okay. Um, 
that I play most of my stuff on. So I got into gaming because of my son. It was peer pressure. And about, so I bought the Xbox Series X. I lucked up on one of the sales that were, that I think Best Buy did. And I literally clicked buy at the right time and I was able to get one. And I haven't owned, I haven't owned a video gaming console in years. I mean, growing up, I had an Atari 2600. And I think, I bought for myself like the Xbox when it first came out and then I kind of quit playing video games. So I went from, you know, gaming on like the original Xbox to the series X and it's a huge difference. Um, so anyway, these are good. These are good. Um, you know, obviously good, good for the, 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 the kid and all of us. And also if you have children, these are always, always good. Um, you know, other things that, 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 uh, that are good stocking stuffers or, um, you know, personal audio devices, you know, mm-hmm. uh, AirPods, Beats Audio uh, for kind of those those Bluetooth devices. If you really want to get into, um, you know, a bit higher quality, the, you know, you don't look at streaming over Bluetooth. They actually have really nice wired uh, high-end uh, audiophile class um, devices from Sennheiser and also um, Bear Dynamic that are that you literally have to plug in through an eighth-inch connector, but extremely high-quality uh, headphones. If you have someone who really likes to actively listen to music, uh, these are great devices. Uh, obviously, personal, st- uh, you know, streaming services like Hulu Plus, Disney, um, Netflix, YouTube TV, um, Amazon Prime Video, Spotify, Apple Music. These are all good streaming services that uh, you can give as gifts for people. Uh, whether it's just a single individual gift or you're buying for the family, most of these um, services have family packages, right? I know Spotify and, and Apple Music, you can get a family edition. You can put up like either four or five or even maybe six users on one account. Yeah, we so, have one for Apple. Nice, <laughs> nice. I, I, will, I promise, Michael, I will not question your musical taste. We talked a little bit about music before the podcast, <clears throat> so I won't I won't mention yeah. anything about who who you dis or, you know, like or dislike. But we'll, we'll talk <laughs> about that maybe on another podcast. Um, and then, honestly, you know, personal education, and this kind of goes in with streaming. But there's a lot of of uh, services out there, a lot of vendors out there that are doing whether well, it's personal education or IT training um, that is really amazing there's one that i actually use uh that i have an account for that i really like and this is the stuff i watch is actually not it related at all but it's a company called Masterclass, and um you can get a, pres- a subscription or a prescription you can get a subscription to this service and actually uh watch um if you're interested in rocket science or photography or art or music uh, there's master classes from people who are renowned um, subject matter experts in the field that you're interested in. So, and it ranges anywhere from you know rocket science with um, ex astronauts to if you're interested in music. I know Metallica just came out with a master class about um, being in a band. Um, there's ones on on food on science, on technology, uh, really, really good. So I highly recommend Masterclass. Um, there's other ones out there. I know Pluralsight, Udemy, Michael, I think it was Michael, you said st- uh, st- Stack Skills is really good. 
Yeah, I've I've used uh, Udemy and uh, Stack Skills um, personally, and I mean classes are are, are going to be hit and miss, like like with any um, uh, any type of you know online educational training. Um, d- depending on the instructor, you may have a really great class, or <clears throat> a class is just kind of okay. But uh, both of those, I've I've found good content. Um, it does have you know. I would say primarily it's IT focused, um, but both of those have have really good content. So um, those are those are I think those make great kind of stocking stuffers or things that you can you can give to your loved ones or friends or family that um, really are kind of nice. And I, I will say Masterclass is my favorite. Uh, I have used Udemy before uh, for studying for an IT cert, and it was really good too. So. Uh, and then the last thing, obviously, is you can always give people money, just cold hard cash. Um, however, these days, people are maybe not using, you know, currency in the old days. Usually when I, would, you know, I was a kid, my grandmother would give me an envelope, and in the envelope would be like $20 or $40 or something. And as a kid, man, that was great. I had money. Uh, these days, people are maybe not doing that. Um, they're getting you know, gift cards for different, uh, different vendors like Best Buy, you buy what you want, right? Um, you know, if we look at today, people are sending cryptocurrency, right? Uh, or, or even uh, stocks, right? And, and people are getting in, you know, people are, you know, family members are helping other family members maybe get into things like investing, whether it's traditional stocks or, um, or cryptocurrency, uh, and it's gotten very, very easy these days to get into investing um, for your future, right? And, and, and putting money aside for, for later on in life. Um, and a lot of people use um, things like Fidelity Investments, M1 Finance, Webull. Um, these are all online brokerages that have very little or any um, transaction fees when you place an order for a stock. Um, yep. I know people like people either hate or love Robinhood, um, which uh, is for used for investment, also cryptocurrency. And then there's things like uh, Coinbase or Crypto.com. If you're wanting to get into doing uh, cryptocurrency, that's always a good way to uh, to kind of get started. And it's very easy, right? It's 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 you can be up and running in a few minutes, all right? I'm not sure if any of you guys use use that. Uh, uh, no, I don't do anything for cryptocurrency, but uh, I, I do use a TD Ameritrade for stocks. Cool. So when I come out with my NFT, I'm going to gift you guys an NFT each for free. So you'll have something in your wallet. Um, all right, guys. Well, this, we're pushing almost an hour. I think this has been good content. Time flies when you're having fun. So uh, I think that's it for this episode. Yeah, I, I hope listeners, you know, found one or two little items that that maybe piqued some interest for them or send us what you found that you're interested in as well send it to us yeah. email us at podcast at com. we'd love to see what you guys are getting or see what we've missed yep there's a lot out on the market um all right so uh, this may be the last podcast for this year we may sneak another one in before before the end of the year but if not we'll see you guys in 2022 also, be on the lookout for um, a version of this podcast that'll be video. We're actually going to come up with a video version that will be on YouTube, uh, which I think may be interesting for people to see our faces and expressions when we're talking about tech. 
uh, might be kind of fun. So that'll be coming out in 2022. Uh, as Eric said, if you want to interact with us, um, you can email us at podcast at venue.com. We can be found on all the major um, podcast aggregators, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher Radio. And also find us on our website at venue.com slash podcasts with an S. And there is a link uh, that you can fill out a form if you want to talk to us. You can um, reach myself, Michael, and Eric by just putting your information in the form and clicking submit. So this will wrap it up for this podcast. If uh, you guys have anything else, I think we'll wish everyone a happy end of 20 happy end of 2021 and on to 2022 yep all right all right guys take care everyone take care